Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm joined by Max Mallow and today we're here to talk about one of our highly anticipated movies of the year, maybe the last two years, maybe three years. We've been hyped for this movie, I know all horror fans have been as well. That's Halloween Kills and right off the bat we'll just say we did not like this movie. Yeah. Uh, coming at you this week with a double feature, ha <laughs> American Horror Story. Um, obviously, today we'll be doing our review of Halloween Kills, like Natalie said. But then this Thursday, keep an eye out because we're going to begin our review of the best TV show I've seen in a very long time, and we're going to have a very special interview with someone from the show, and that show is Midnight Mass. So uh, we won't reveal who it is, but you know, keep an eye out for that on Thursday or Friday, rather. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, this movie sucks. And I'm really upset about it. Like this, this movie is really bad. Um, I said right before we started recording that I just can't wait to trash on this movie because I feel like if I don't laugh at it, I'll cry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's so sad that this movie is so bad. Um, and I just I don't know. It, instead of being like a, a continuation of our story, it's muddled in weird allegories mm-hmm. and incessant chanting that drives both of us insane throughout the entire movie and i feel like they leaned a little too hard into the nostalgia bit with this one trying to to bring back some characters and we'll we'll talk about it so if you haven't seen the movie yet um of course you know this is gonna be a spoiler review but you know the movie is on peacock that's where i watched it i'm really glad i didn't pay money to see this movie (laughs) unlike natalie who did um but uh yeah we'll we'll get into that but if, before we do that of course we have to do our weekly horror news roundup which will be coming at you twice this is a twice a week horror news yeah. roundup um but we do have a, a a slew of new trailers that came out over the past week um the first one the black phone the new movie we talked about coming from scott derrickson and blumhouse uh starring mm-hmm. ethan hawk we saw the poster it looked really creepy the trailer for this movie looks really creepy it looks really unique um as you would expect with scott derrickson uh and yeah i'm super excited for this movie yeah i am too like you said it looks very original um i'm not really sure what to expect from it and yeah the trailer looked awesome 
I'm I'm definitely really excited. I'm I'm like hesitant to be excited for movies now. I'm just not in an optimistic mood, but it's okay. I totally feel that. I totally feel that. Um, the next one is for a movie that, you know, I totally get what you just said, right? But I have to yeah. be excited for this movie. And it's Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5, a.k.a. 5 Cream. Um, mm-hmm. The trailer for this looks good. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because mm-hmm. this is the fifth one. It doesn't seem like it's going to be too much of a sequel to the fourth one and it looks like we're going to have a whole new cast of characters and it's going to be a new kind of plot line along the lines of characters that are related to the original cast uh, which will be interesting there are some theories going around that that randy and Stu might be alive or something like that but like i'm pretty sure randy definitely died in scream 2 and i'm pretty sure Stu definitely died in scream 1 he got a tv crushed on his head one of the best kills in all of horror so what are your thoughts on the Scream 5 trailer? I think it looks good. I, I wasn't particularly wowed by it or surprised by anything that went on in the trailer, but it looks good. Again, I'm just scared to be excited. I am excited, though. Of course, we love you know the original Scream and a few of the other entries. Um, so I'm excited. I'll be seeing it in theaters, definitely buying the tickets early. I'll have the almost the same hype as Halloween. Sadly, I had way too much hype for Halloween kills. Yeah. Uh, the one line I did like from the trailer was David Arquette Dewey was like, do you have a gun? And Nev mm-hmm. Campbell, a.k.a. Sidney Prescott, was just like, I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. And I was like, that's corny, but the deep scream fan inside of me yeah. is like, yeah, of course Sidney Prescott has a gun. Are you kidding me? Um so yeah, I, and they seem to go back to the original house uh, from the first movie at the end of the trailer. So, you know, I hope it doesn't dive too much into the nostalgia and, you know, yeah. they focus on creating a good story uh, as a whole. Um, and then the final trailer, which isn't per se necessarily horror, but it looks like there's going to be some like dark, gritty elements to it, mm-hmm. which could lean itself into horror a little bit. Who knows? But we have to talk about it because we both love this man. It's Robert Pattinson's The Batman. And this trailer looks amazing. It looks so good. It does. I, I, okay, so obviously I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I still can't see him as Batman, but I'm like getting closer to it. This trailer looks really, really good. Zoe Kravitz is perfection and I cannot wait to see her on my screen again. She's a wonderful actress. I love her. And I mean, great cast and the director, Matt Reeves, I'm a fan of his. So everything is optimistic right now. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people say like, well, I'm not too confident in Robert Pattinson's ability to play both. And when you play Batman, you are also playing Bruce Wayne, Mm -hmm. Um, but they have a lot of trust in Matt Reeves. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course, Matt Reeves did War and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, which are both really good films. I like both of those. Um, mm-hmm. but Cloverfield. Cloverfield as well, yeah. I mean, one of the most <laughs> iconic movies of our childhood, really. Um, not just, like, as a movie, but, like, like a groundbreaking viral mm-hmm. media campaign that, you know, I remember being, like, was I 11 or something, when 12 when the movie came out? And people just being like, is this like a Halo movie? Like, I don't know what this is all about. But obviously Cloverfield is still a franchise that is, you know, running and alive today, I would say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm fully on board with Robert Pattinson being both a young, looks to be young Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and Batman, and taking on Paul Dano's the Riddler and Colin Farrell's the Penguin. It's going to be. I'm. I have all the hype in the world for this movie, <laughs> and if it delivers somewhat, I will. I don't know. I will sing this praises movie. This movie's praises uh, for the rest of my life. But. Yeah, um, those are three trailers, but nothing's quite as exciting as these trailers. As something that came out on Friday that is near and dear to my heart. I'm going to talk about it briefly, uh, which is the new Ice Nine Kills album that came out, The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. Obviously, if you guys aren't hard rock, metal core, heavy metal fans, this album might have gone under your radar. But if you are a horror fan, the entire album is based on concepts of horror movies and it's obviously a sequel to their last album, The Silver Scream, which was also the same kind of concept album. And this one kind of, you know, they hit a lot of the big franchises on the first album. So there are some deeper cuts when it comes to horror movies on this, like Cabin Fever, Hostel, Candyman, um, The Fly, Hellraiser. And from what I've seen, like critic, critic reviews, yeah. it's equal to and or better than the first one. Of my opinion, I think it's a stronger album than the first one. I've sent you a couple songs. I know mm-hmm. your 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 metal days are behind you. You know you left the eyeliner in high school, but you know <laughs> I, I've just please listen to this album. I think it's amazing. There are a lot of heavy, um, like th- I think this album is more theatrical than the last one, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's more experimental when it comes to like um, their song about Hostel has a lot of like. German elements to it, which is obviously mm-hmm. true to the movie Hostel. But yeah, I I love this album. I hope one day we can have Spencer, the the lead singer of Ice Nine Kills, on the podcast to just talk with him. Um, he's obviously a huge horror buff himself, and has featured not only on the the Dead Meat podcast with Chelsea and James, who we're both a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. But he got Chelsea and James to be in their music videos with Bill Mosley, aka Chop Top. Uh, you know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre to the Rob Zombie House yeah. Thousand Corpses oh. movies, everything. It's like the perfect crossover for anyone our age who's super into horror and the same type of music genre. So hopefully that's a that's a reality one day. But yeah, I love this album. Did you listen to it at all? No. I listened, to, I listened to the songs that have the videos that you sent me, but I didn't go and like download the album and listen to it front to back. That's fair. Those yeah. days, those days are behind oh, you. A little bit of both, um, but I am interested. You did a good job at selling me, and hopefully the listeners. So there's a song about Evil Dead on this album, and it's literally like not to be corny or you know <laughs> punny or whatever, but it's groovy and it's very fitting because okay. Bruce Campbell. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I love this album. I'm so happy it is out. I'm seeing them in November. Yay. And I'm going to... Cry. Nah, I don't, no, I don't cry at shows. I cried at one show. Uh, one time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and then another piece of news, which we will kind of talk about more at the end of our mm-hmm. Hall- Halloween Kills review, which is related to Halloween Kills, is that there's an alternate ending coming out on Blu-ray, which I wonder if that was just like propped up immediately because... The ending yeah, of this movie stinks. stinks. And they were like, oh, 
wait, we got an alternate ending coming out for you. And buy the Blu-ray, too. <laughs> like, what, what do we think about this? It's definitely weird because, of course, like with a lot of movies, there's alternate endings. There's, you know, deleted scenes, of course. Not everything that the filmmaker wants to be in the movie can make it. Um, but it just feels weird. Yeah, this news came out very soon after the movie came out. Um, and director David Gordon Green talked about how uh, the original ending had more to what we saw. So that'll be available with the Blu-ray and the DVD. So I'll probably just like YouTube it. I'm sure someone will release it on YouTube. I'm not buying the DVD. So I am interested, but I doubt it's going to make the movie any better. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Were you like a big DVD collector back in the day? I was growing up, like, yeah. in middle school and part of high school, but then I remember I bought a laptop that didn't have a thing, a disc, Drive, and then yeah. it was kind of just like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, I think streaming services, like, killed my love for, like, collecting movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. on DVD. That's a shame. But, yeah, um, yeah, if anything... <laughs> I will be in the same boat with you, hoping someone puts it on YouTube or something like that, because, man, the ending of this movie sucks, and if there's any alternate ending that makes it a little bit better, maybe, maybe I'll raise my, I'll, I'll raise my uh, grade from what I'll give it at the end, because I already have one in mind, from, like, that number to, like, that number 0.5, but okay. maybe 0.25, but, yeah, that's your weekly Horror News Roundup. Go listen to the Ice Night Kills album, please. Thank you. Um, now it's time for our review of Halloween Kills. Uh, like we said, man, how many times have we said this year? We are so excited for this movie. Like, I can't, I can't count. We, this was our most anticipated movie of the year. We, I like, I think last podcast, the one before that, we were just like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming out, but like, I'm sure we're going to love Halloween kills the most. And how quickly my mind has changed from that to midnight mass, which I also watched over the weekend. And I was just Mm -hmm absolutely blown compare away. compare the two. <laughs> yeah, like, man, I can't wait to review that movie uh, and talk to our special guest on on uh, on Friday's episode because like, Mike Flanagan did an amazing job and everything that I expected from, like, the franchise trajectories, or I guess like the overall trajectories, right? Like, we thought, okay, mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House was amazing, Bly Manor we didn't like, so who knows if Midnight Mass is going to be any good. Yeah. Halloween 2018... We talk about it a lot. We love it. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, we thought they did an amazing job with the 2018 one, and we can't wait to see how they're going to do their own trilogy. Now, I'm just like, okay, cool. I don't care about Halloween Ends anymore, and I want more Mike Flanagan. Like, Mike Flanagan yeah. is back on top. He's he's the king now. What happened? What the hell happened? I don't know, but, you know... We're, we're going to review it, but what's interesting is also this movie didn't flop at the box office at all. It actually no. killed it alongside a subsequent streaming release on the same day, which is very good for theaters. Of course, if you feel safe and comfortable and, you know, whatever about going into a theater, it's great to support movie theaters. And, you know, they went through a, tar- a terrible time during the pandemic. Um, but it also is available on Peacock if you want to watch it. It did, what, $50.35 million dollars? On opening mm-hmm. weekend, which is super good. So, like, shout out to them for pulling in the money. But I'm sure everyone went in with a different reaction than the one they walked out with. Yeah. 
Absolutely, I agree. I am not surprised that it made a lot of money. I'm surprised that it made this much. It's crazy. Um, this Deadline article says that Halloween Kills is the best three-day uh, U.S.-U.K. horror release in, or sorry, U.S. Canada release um, during the pandemic. So beat out A Quiet Place. It also beat out Suicide Squad for uh, the best R-rated movie during the pandemic. So, I mean, I believe it. Everyone was freaking hyped for this movie. Um, and I know, you know, so many people that watched it on Friday night, either in theaters or on Peacock. So it was definitely one everyone was really, really hyped for. So, yeah. Yeah. I, th- this movie would have killed it as well, if not for the pandemic. Like, oh, yeah. It would have been up there with the original box office, the 2018 box office, and also probably comparable to the box office of it because we know it was a huge success yeah um but yeah i'm really glad i watched this movie on peacock and i'm glad that like our opinions didn't differ between our viewing experiences right what if i was like it was the best movie ever and you're like what the fuck are you talking about like totally different like okay i wasn't in a movie theater i was on my couch i still had popcorn and i was facetiming like my girlfriend and i watched it over FaceTime together with each other, uh-huh. which was fun. But we're both sitting there the entire time going, this movie kind of sucks. And I'm like, it sucks that I'm saying this. And I texted I you and I was like, this movie sucks. And you're like, yeah, it's not good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I will say it was fun watching it in theaters because I've been back to theaters a few times, you know, since since the pandemic started. And it's all been like smaller crowds and everything like that. And I've seen more of kind of like smaller indie movies. This was a pack theater and everyone was screaming and laughing and being so loud, which was pretty fun because I haven't experienced that in a really long time. And I felt like the, everyone was kind of having the same reaction as in the beginning. Everyone was super into it. And then as it went on, everyone was just laughing at every scene and was booing. And I was like, oh, my God, at least I'm not the only one that knows this is just not good. Yeah, that's a shame. I was going to ask if you did like an Alamo Draft House or like an actual movie, like a, a big megaplex or whatever. You okay over there? I just dropped my phone. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went to just Williamsburg Cinemas in, in Brooklyn. It's a pretty small theater, but it's just a normal, like they don't really have reclining chairs and i see it's just like a gotcha you know but yeah it's good to know that people also share the same opinion as us because the reviews for it weren't that good i've seen people some people be like well like this is what i wanted i want michael myers going around and killing people and we'll get into it because michael myers kills a lot of people in this movie um uh, it's a little ridiculous up until a point and uh, we'll talk about it but um yeah let's get into our review like we mentioned this is a direct sequel to halloween 2018 written directed uh well directed by david gordon green and written by danny mcbride david gordon green and scott teams and halloween 2018 itself is a direct sequel to the original halloween erasing the timelines of two three four five six h2o resurrection rob zombie whatever um and this movie picks up right where 2018 left off which i really liked i'd like that there was no kind of like time jump or whatever like that same night same occurrences pick right back up where we left our characters i really appreciated that i was super into that and then they do this weird thing where i'm gonna kind of slate this movie for it they 
it's too nostalgic when it didn't need to be when the first one was very nostalgic um there's a flashback to the original night uh from the the first movie mm-hmm. where um it's after uh Michael and Lori have had their encounter and two officers have cornered him and there's a whole kind of shebang mm-hmm. and what it turns out to be is it's it's Deputy Frank Hawkins who we know was stabbed by the doctor in the 2018 one mm-hmm. uh, and kind of left for dead but the boyfriend or i guess was he his boyfriend was he her boyfriend um yeah Allison? i think they, i feel like they might have broke up in the first one but their boyfriend same you know same thing right like because he was cheating on her and then he like threw her phone in the the cheese dip or whatever i, I feel like it like she thought he was cheating on her but it wasn't the case i don't know they had some type of tip in the first one but I, they pretty much get back together in this one just because, you know, crisis mode. Right. Um, so, yeah, Cameron, who obviously was um, kind of a big part of the first one. Obviously, he's the son of Lonnie, who was mm-hmm. one of the kids from the first uh, from the original Halloween. And he finds Deputy Hawkins, ends up kind of saving him because he also, um, you know, finds the, the friend who hit on Allison as they were walking home with his his chin through the, the fence gate. Yeah. Great kill from the 2018 one. Um, but there's this, like I said, this flashback kind of feels weird. It doesn't really have a place in what's going on, but I was into it at the moment because I thought they were going to go a different direction with it. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part about this altogether was the fact that Dr. Loomis was in it. And yeah, I don't know if that was like, I don't know how they did that. If it was like reused film and they updated it or if they did like CGI or whatever to have Dr. Loomis in it. But he makes an appearance. The whole thing is Hawkins and his partner encounter Michael Myers. And he ends up shooting his partner in the neck mm-hmm. because Michael Myers has him hostage, like, in a chokehold. Which I was like, this is kind of silly. Like, I get it. Like, he's, I guess, young and new to the job or whatever. But why did he even shoot? And the fact that he not only did he miss, but he killed his partner... Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah, they're really set up um, Hawkins to make you like hate him. I feel like because I don't like him anymore. I'm just like, why was he even a character in the 2018 one or in this one? He was fine in the 2018 one, but I feel like I don't know why he had such a big role in this one. I absolutely hated the flashbacks. It was just weird how they were like trying to go back and rewrite the movie history of like this is actually what happened behind the scenes. You just never saw it. It's like it's too much. Move forward with the story we already have. I absolutely loved the way that it opened up, like you said, exactly right after the events of, of the twenty eighteen one. Um, Cameron is a really great character. I also view season three, he's in it, and I love him as an actor, Dylan Arnold, really great. So I was, you know, opened up, he's right on there, I was excited. And yeah, I'm with you though, when they had the flashbacks, I wasn't necessarily against it in the beginning, but now looking back in hindsight, I'm like, this is terrible. They just went on with it way too long, and I, I don't get why, I really don't. I don't need to see flashbacks that didn't happen, that we didn't actually see. Yeah, and also that kind of, like you mentioned about Hawkins, they also sent, set him up to have what appears to be a much bigger role and importance in this movie. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's coming in the third one, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, that's I our, don't want it. That's our cold open. Um, you know, scenes from the trailer as well. 
um, with um, our three uh, heroines, uh, Lori, Allison, and Karen mm-hmm. in the back of the pickup truck uh, driving away. And the fire trucks are heading towards Lori's house. And she's screaming, let it burn, let it burn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is all stuff from the trailer, so we all knew it was going to happen anyway. Um, but, yeah, um, that's the cold open. We get this, uh, or oh, we could take our first break and then we kind of get into the bar scene, which kind of, yeah. again, hits into the stupid nostalgia bit that they ruined from what I thought would be cool from the trailer. Yeah, completely agreed. But, yeah, let's take our first quick break and we'll be right back. So, uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of nostalgia in this movie, which I can appreciate bringing back characters. I was excited to see Tommy and Lindsay um, from the original 20, I mean, sorry, from the original Halloween. Now they're adults, you know, they're all grown up. That's awesome. Really cool. But this bar scene that we get and them just talking about, you know, Halloween night and everything that happened, it's like we've seen all the movies. Why are you rehashing the entire first movie? Yeah. Um, obviously, as you know, we're, we're big fans of the franchise. We've seen Tommy Doyle as a kid in the original. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen Paul Rudd play him in The Curse of Michael <laughs> Myers, which isn't a good movie. Um, but we'll reference this a lot. This movie feels like a rehash of Halloween 2 in some aspects. Like, mm-hmm. ho- like the original Halloween 2, when it's technically the third one in the fr- in the franchise, and Halloween 2018 is the second movie yeah. to Halloween, the original. So they do all this big, like, bar talent show night or whatever, where uh, the bartender kind of relays to uh, two of our characters who we met in the 2018 movie. Uh, when they go out for uh, Halloween night, they're dressed up as the the doctor and the nurse. Um, mm-hmm. Can't remember their names. Um, is it? I can't remember. Can't remember their names. They'll, they'll come to me. Either. The um, problem with this movie, though, is that they have so many characters, and yeah. all of their storylines are like quote unquote important. So you meet someone, and it doesn't really matter. That's why I don't remember their names. It's it's a little ridiculous because not only are you you're keeping the same characters from last movie, you're adding all the old characters from the original one. Yeah. And you're expected to remember these names. Uh, it's Vanessa and Marcus. That's who they yeah. are. Um, they went out. They ended up at this bar. The bartender explained to them that all of the survivors, those connected to Lori in some way, all go to this bar every Halloween night and they celebrate, I guess, being alive and surviving. Yeah. And Michael Myers and whatever. Okay, cool. Um, Tommy Doyle, who's portrayed by Anthony Michael Hall, obviously a a legend of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. And he gets on stage and he does this whole monologue about the boogeyman. And it's really dark and depressing and it doesn't fit the mood at all. Yeah. And it makes me think that like Tommy Doyle is like scarred and like just not all there in the head anymore all these years later. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Cause he kind of like, he's just I can't even tell. Yeah. I, it's it, his character direction is awful, which I hate. Yeah. I hate that. Like Tommy Doyle, you could do so much with that character being mm-hmm. the kid that Lori babysat on the night of Michael Myers, original attack. So 
whatever. Um, that's all going on. The whole bar thing kind of plays out, and we're kind of gonna jump around here a lot. But there's you know there's stuff that goes on with that scene. Yeah. Um, and basically, what happens um, with the firefighters? You all see in the trailer. They go to Lori's house. They try to put out the fire. Michael's still alive. Um, granted, Michael looks like a badass in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the burnt mask is sick. Um, but also, and this is something I hate, he's somehow become John Wick. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. And I think, I like again, looking back in hindsight, I agree with that. I feel like they enhanced his... <laughs> skills a little bit too much however in this firefighter scene when he walks out of the house in flames and literally just kills every single one of them i thought it was awesome it was our first michael myers attack of this movie so i was really on board with it i feel like just that and the the combination of all the other kills was just a little bit too far-fetched like we know he's strong he's tall as hell what he does for a living basically is kill people, but he's not a trained assassin. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> and I'm with you. I liked this scene a lot. Like when he's walking out of the house and the, the music mm-hmm. is playing and it's a little CGI heavy and it's uh. a little hard not to notice it, but I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> like, back. right. Like, cool. Give me a pissed off Michael Myers. Who's just trapped and, you know, was attempted. He was almost killed because, yeah. uh, Laurie, Karen and Allison laid this trap for him. Very cool. Um, there's some things for like the firefighter scene. They do some like POV stuff mm-hmm. where like one guy gets hit in the eye or stabbed in the eye with a axe or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you showing? Just show me the out, like show me the thing going into his head. Yeah. Like I thought that was weird. Um, and also just like when he walks out and he picks up that, Whatever he's holding, crowbar, pickaxe, whatever it is, he like hits it in his hands, like, all right, you motherfuckers, let's go. Round two, motherfuckers, ding, ding, ding. And I'm just like, dude, this doesn't, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, it looks like someone killed his dog and blew up his car. Mm-hmm. John Wick, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, as we all know, he's alive and he yeah. takes out like 10, 12 firefighters. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Very easily. Yeah. He also withstands the, the, like, I thought this was weird. Right. And David Gordon Green said this in a IGN interview. So we have, Mm -hmm. we have a a reference to go off of, but he's specifically stated that Michael Myers is not supernatural in his vision. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, there's ideas of, is he the embodiment of evil? Is he just a possession or a figure, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. No, they said he's a man. Who can do spectacular things. Okay. That's good information to have. Because that's not what this movie suggests. Right. But like they spray him with a fire hose. And I've never been sprayed with a fire hose. I've never sprayed a fire hose. I just know in my heart of hearts that a fire hose does a lot of fucking damage and is very strong. And the fact that he just walks through that shit is a little unrealistic. But of course, it's a horror movie, suspension, disbelief, blah, 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 blah. It just looked like the fire hose was like no match for this man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll talk about it as we get through the movie. But there are many times where it was like, I don't care if you're Michael Myers. If you're not like a demon or something supernatural, you're not living through it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of this franchise. This has happened so many times. But I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. But if you get stabbed repeatedly after a million other things, I don't know. Like, just do something different. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously, Lori, our, our three, I got to think of a name. To the trio. Them. The trio. Yeah, the trio goes to the hospital. Um, obviously, because they were all wounded, mm-hmm. except for Allison, who wasn't hurt. She just had her shirt was covered in. Blood yeah, Lori's of, blood. Of Lori's or her blood. dad, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lori's obviously admitted into surgery and is taken care of. And uh, a word is relayed by the law enforcement in town that Michael Myers is still alive. And I love Judy Greer. I thought she was great in the first one. There's mm-hmm. something very weird with this scene where I think he's the sheriff or the de- detective, whoever he is. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name or what his role is in law enforcement but with the hat yeah yeah and he's he's he doesn't really have a big role to play other than this line where he goes oh i'm sorry nobody told you michael myers is alive and he delivers the line like super good and judy greer's like what (laughs) i'm just like oh okay cool um sure but yeah that obviously sends her into a panic sends allison into a panic sends mm-hmm. um, our bar patrons into a panic um, and a bit of a frenzy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the whole idea is that um, Karen kind of hides from Lori that Michael's alive while she's recovering, which I can understand. Like, I get it. Um, but it's not like that information like lasts very long in the movie, so I don't understand yeah. why she lied to her in the first place. Um, and there's no kind of like repercussions for lying right to her face. <laughs> yeah, it was a complete waste of time. They could have just skipped over that because, like you said, it takes five minutes for her to realize no, he is alive, and then starts freaking out. So I don't know. They could have just a, a deleted scene. Just delete it. Yeah. Um, and like while this is all going on, Michael goes on like a little bit of another rampage where he like mm-hmm. breaks into the house of this couple. And uh, the woman is, like, flying a drone. Yeah. I thought this was kind of funny. but like, I like this scene. Yeah, he, like, flies the drone, and, like, the drone, like, goes outside and gets, like, smacked and comes back in. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Um, mm-hmm. But two very gruesome kills here as well. Um, the woman gets killed by being stabbed in the neck with a fluorescent light bulb that Michael breaks. Yeah. Which is super gory. I like that. That's innovation. That's mm-hmm. within the realm of Michael Myers. That's not John Wick. Um, yeah, trying to say. But um, the the there's like this. This is like where the gore, like, becomes a little senseless and not. When like, he stabs him. Yeah, he, the, yeah, the the husband is dead, and he's on the kitchen island, and he just stabs the guy a bunch of times with a bunch of different knives. And mm-hmm. my girlfriend was like, "Is he just like testing out the knives? Like, what is he doing?" Yeah. But no, he just stabs him a bunch and then takes the last one and leaves. And I'm like, okay, yep. cool. Yeah, that was the one scene that, because I know when we went into this movie, we had both read reviews that like it was too gory and, you know, for no reason. And for you and I, we don't mind that kind of stuff. But I went into this like thinking, okay, look out for scenes that are like just unnecessarily 
gory, and this was one that I was like, what is, why? What is the point? And it was off, kind of, it wasn't like we were seeing too, too much of the gore, but he was just stabbing him repeatedly for what felt like a really long time for no reason. Like, all right, next scene. Yeah, and also, like, horror has evolved over the years so much that, like, when I think of crazy gore, I think of, like, Terrifier, mm-hmm. or Saw, Saw or yeah. Hostel, or, you know, um, even Fear Street had a super gory kill. Yes. That was unique and extremely fucking gory. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some, like, little moments like that throughout this film, but it's not overtly gory where people are getting cut in half and, like, yeah. all that stuff. There's, like, a couple moments here and there. But if people are like, okay, a guy gets stabbed on Kitchen Island too many times, it's so gory and crazy and <laughs> over the top, and I'm just like, no, that's just, like, stupid. Yeah. And what are we doing here by just, like, stabbing him a bunch? Um, I believe he kills two more people as well or, or whatever along the way, but eventually the bar patrons find out. Um, Vanessa and Marcus are like, okay, let's get out of here. Um, Vanessa goes to get in the car because Marcus left something. He left his stethoscope. Yeah, and needed it. He's like, oh shit, my stethoscope. There's a serial killer on the loose. Need my stethoscope. Um, And Vanessa gets in the car, and there's something that moves in the back seat. She freaks the fuck out. um, Mm -hmm. Understandably. Yes. Gets out of the car and starts screaming, Michael Myers is in my car. Michael Myers is in my car. And I'm like, calm down. Like, just take a breath. I do understand what's going on. But, like, this, this, everything goes fucking batshit crazy after this. Because yeah. everyone in the bar thinks Michael Myers is in her car. Mm-hmm. So they all go outside. Tommy Doyle leading the way with a baseball bat called Old Huckleberry. I hate it so much. I hate it. Um, the car starts, drives off. And at this point, I'm like, this is not Michael. Like, this right. is clearly not Michael. Or they're doing something stupid where... Like, you remember in Halloween 2 where the guy gets hit by the cop car and he explodes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought they were going to do something stupid like that. But no, yeah. it's just an escaped inmate from the same mental hospital or prison, mm-hmm. where whatever it is, um, that Michael was also staying at. And now this poor man is on the run because everyone thinks he's Michael Myers. I hate this. It's really so sad. And it was such it's such a huge chunk of the movie. Obviously, we'll talk more about it. And it's like, why another storyline please i don't care about this angry mob i could not care less about them yeah um so michael michael i say in air quotes Mm -hmm. because it's not michael um flees the scene and now we get this whole mob building scene where Mm -hmm. you know everyone in town has had enough with michael myers and they want to take it to him which again the concept from the trailer was like Lori speaking over it and being like, we're all the survivors yeah. of Michael Myers. Now it's our turn. Like, cool. I it love that. I- cool. Yeah. I love that idea of of Haddonfield rising up to fight Michael Myers together. Right? Like, this one evil spirit has terrorized this town for so long. They've had enough. They're going to mm-hmm. do something about it. Great concept. I want to know, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, Scott Teams, where did we go wrong? <laughs> like, where did we go wrong? Because... The mob is just I I the mob was so stupid. Yeah. And it was more terrifying what it like it made me super sad. Me too. 
and not like an emotional like oh my god i can't believe what michael myers has done to this town just like no. people stop calm the fuck down <laughs> i know it would have been better if Lori was leading them because she's apparently the only smart person in town and they did her dirty with this movie because she was barely in it and every line she had was stupid but in the franchise she's smart she literally lives her whole life based on the fact that michael might come back she's ready for these types of things and every other character in the mob is so stupid they literally think they can take michael out with a baseball bat and like force I don't understand. So I feel like if Lori somehow was telling them what to do, they hatched an actual plan, it would have come out a lot better than what we got. Yeah. Um, so we get some some subset groups. Uh, we get Marcus and, and um, Vanessa, who group up with Marion and Lindsay. Lindsay, want, yeah. Um, they drive off to go find Michael in one group, and another group has Lonnie, Allison, and Cameron. Um, and then there's Tommy's group who's kind of leading the charge with the mob, the, the big mob um, mm-hmm. at the hospital. Um, but obviously, of course, Marcus, Vanessa, uh, Marion, and Lindsay come across Michael Myers. Um, and like, th- there's this whole thing with like these three kids who are kind of running around through the movie. Assholes. Yeah. yeah. And they, for some reason, terrorize this couple and steal mm-hmm. all their candy instead of just like asking for their candy. Big John and Little John, who I thought were awesome. I love them, yeah. yeah they're, they're like the best characters in this one. I agree. Uh, Big John and Little John are awesome. Um, but, yeah, um, the little kids are playing on the playground. Lindsay's like, what are you guys doing? There's a go home, like there's a killer out. Mm-hmm. And one kid on the swing is like, there's a man playing hide and seek with us and a white mask over there. And I'm like... <laughs> He's right there. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, we get this whole scene where... Um, the three in the car, Marion, mm-hmm. Vanessa, and Marcus, try to fight off Michael Myers, and it, you just see how stupid these people are. Yeah, and like the the, the townspeople I'm talking about, because Marion is blindly shooting, and obviously she she appears to be an older woman, mm-hmm. and I don't we don't know her age exactly, but she's just blindly shooting a revolver in a car with other people in it, and like blindly firing. Well, yeah. And Michael ends up, like, grabbing the back of her head and, like, smashing it on the door or whatever, um, which lets Michael into the car. And this was a super gory, cool kill. Michael yeah. takes a knife, stabs Marcus in the eyelid. Mm-hmm. That was super gory. Um, like yeah. that. Like that kill a lot. But this is the stupidest part of the entire fucking movie. And this, this, <laughs> this, this one scene... Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> is this is the stupidest moment because like Lonnie apparently was a huge gun owner or something like that so he was able to arm every, yes. a couple people in town and they gave her a Desert Eagle and for those like Desert Eagle is one of the like heaviest like most powerful handguns in the entire world. It they call it uh-huh. like a hand cannon. It's got like a ton of kick. It shoots like 50 caliber rounds from I know this cuz of video games, okay? <laughs> but um it's like it's just it's it's a little silly, right? And she's like, after they kill Marcus and after Mar- uh, Michael kills Marcus and and Marion in the car, mm-hmm. Vanessa is coming up to him and just shooting the Desert Eagle again, blindly at the car, hoping to hit Michael. Has no clue what's going on, um, 
and she gets right up to him and she like has both hands on the gun takes one hand off for whatever reason and yeah. michael kicks the door the, <laughs> the, the 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 car door into her and that causes her to have her arm fly backwards and then she shoots herself in the head killing herself inadvertently yeah this is this is john wick this is not michael myers anymore <laughs> this is fucking john wick like it's i this is the stupidest fuck like it's not supposed to be like oh shit or like ha 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 look at that it's stupid yeah yeah and i agree so when i watched this part like i said i was in theater so everyone gasped so loud because it's crazy like it really is a wild kill so i thought it was fun just because you know you're with a huge crowd and everyone's like oh shit but yeah it's it's not realistic why didn't he just like grab it from her i'm sure like literally he could just freaking take it from her hands if he just got up you know what i mean it's like i michael has been doing this for a long time yeah he's a he's a seasoned killer but like we've been saying he's he's never taken classes he doesn't know what he's doing like this yeah and anyone can miss me with the bullshit of oh he just kicked the door and she happened to shoot herself in the head nah that looks shit looked <laughs> just drop it. Yeah, that shit looked fucking planned on his part um but yeah, uh, Lindsay gets chased, um, and for some reason he just gives up the chase on her. Um, yeah, she and, just hides, and then he's like, "All right, bye." Yeah, he wanders off, um, kind of leading into this whole, whole overarching theme they're kind of putting on here with Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, while that's going on, um, like we said, Lonnie, Allison, and, and Cameron are kind of roaming around, figuring out what to do. They're kind of left alone for a big part of the movie mm-hmm. um, as a trio. But shit at the hospital starts to get fucking bonkers. Um, yes. Because Lori is finally told that Michael is still alive. Um, and Hawkins has now joined. They're in the same room together. Same recovery <laughs> room or whatever. Um, there's this weird scene where they're giving Hawkins pain meds. And Lori's like, hey, doctor, why don't you make my friend a double over here? And I'm just like, Lori... That, I hated it. Like, wh- I understand Laurie Strode is a traumatized woman who's been living her entire life up until the moment to survive Michael Myers. And now she thinks in her mind that she has killed Michael Myers and she's, you know, relaxed. Life is, life is good now. She's killed the one evil that's haunted her entire life. Everything paid off and she was right in the end. In her mind, currently, for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I just like, this is so weird that I'm like out of character She's just like, yeah. make his a double. And the doctor's going to be like, uh, no. No. <laughs> I know. I really thought it was going to be, like, foreshadowing. Like, they they give him too much drugs, and then, like, he's not able to do something to save the day or something like that. But, no, nothing really came of that. It was just Lori being quirky, which we don't need right now. We love and they quirky also, Lori. <laughs> why do they – I just don't like Hawkins because – of every every scene he's in is shit. I'm sorry. Like, why were they having a heart to heart in the hospital talking about how like they went out one night or something like that? And it was like a weird, weird way of suggesting like they hooked up or something. And he's like, "Well, you always <laughs> Ben Tramer from like the original movie," which was like, "All right, nostalgia. I get it. We know Ben Tramer. Like, it's fine." But it's an unnecessary callback. Yeah, I just don't get why they were having a heart to heart. Like I don't we were introduced to this guy last movie. I don't care about him. 
Yeah, and it's according to Wikipedia, which I don't know if this is true, obviously. I, yeah, I read this and I tried to Google it and I couldn't find anything anywhere, so I'm confused. Right, this might not be true, but, you know, and not everything on Wikipedia is true, but everything <laughs> on Wikipedia is true. Um, they're kind of implying that Hawkins is Karen's dad or biological father, mm-hmm. um, which, again, we don't know if there's any weight to that. It would be, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past this movie to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's strange. Um, the uh, our our other trio, the Cameron, Tommy, Allison, Lonnie, whatever, tri- or Tommy's there already. Um, but Allison, Cameron, mm-hmm. and Lonnie find the bodies of the other group that was killed. Vanessa, all them, yeah. Um, and this was also super fucking weird to me because we just saw him leave and give up chasing Lindsay. And he walked mm-hmm. across a bridge in the park and was like, cool, I'm out. But then apparently he came back and decided to decorate the bodies. Yeah. And the masks from Halloween 3 are there again. Which, like, cool. <laughs> like, But this is taking place in a universe that doesn't acknowledge that movie. <laughs> so, like, fun, I get it, Easter egg. We already did that in the last one. We don't need it again here. Yeah. And but why did he, I don't understand why he came back to decorate the bodies. Yeah. That makes no sense. I feel like those the parts that we saw with the mask, it looked cool in the trailer just to be like, ooh, eerie, but it made no sense in the movie. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. Um yeah. Uh, we still have a good chunk of this movie to go. <laughs> and this movie isn't long. It this movie goes no. by very quickly. Yeah, there's really not much that happens, but we just have to complain about everything. So uh, I guess our next part, we gotta get to what happens at the hospital, but let's take our final break and then we'll talk about the worst part of this movie. I don't know if it is the worst part of this movie, but it is really terrible. So kinda like the whole mob I don't even want to say it comes to a head because they do a lot more after this too. Yeah. But I think their most damning offense is that the man that was driving Vanessa's car who escaped from the mental hospital slash prison, whatever it was, he ends up running into the hospital and they all think he's Michael Myers. Like this dude looks like he's five, five. How is this Michael Myers? This has no logic. No logic. This is the this is the same guy who was driving Vanessa's mm-hmm. car um, away from the bar, and um, while this is going on, obviously everyone in the mob has already been kind of freaking out of what to do. Like, do we go out and hunt Michael Myers? Mm-hmm. And like the smart people, which are Karen and, and Lori, apparently, yeah, that's are it. like, no, Michael's going to come here. Like, he wants to kill Lori, which mm-hmm. like we know from like old Halloween movies, like that was. Michael's whole thing because yeah. is he her are they related like you know what what's the deal here like is he just wanting to kill her yeah. um but obviously that's that's been retconned that doesn't exist anymore at least mm-hmm. that's what we know for these yeah. the, these two movies um but yeah the mob all think because of what Karen and and Lori have said that Michael's going to come here that Michael has finally arrived and he is this 5 foot 5 balding man mm-hmm. who has a giant uh, scar or uh, cut going cut, down his yeah. face 
And he's um, just running away, trying to get away from them. Yeah, and this whole scene breaks out where everyone in the hospital has had enough, and they just chant this stupid fucking thing over and over again. And they've chanted it before this part, but now we're mentioning it for the first time. And they all fucking chant, evil dies tonight. Over and over again. And I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I tweeted, like, the night of. I was like, if I heard Evil Dies Tonight one more time, I would have left the theater. Which might not be true. Like, I would obviously have to see what happens in the end. But it was that painful. Yeah. Um, the mob is going stampeding throughout the hospital trying to uh, find our Michael. Michael. <laughs> um, and, you know... While this is going on, Lori has also, like, stabbed herself very dramatically in the butt with <laughs> drugs, I think. Um, I know, I couldn't tell. I thought it was in her butt, but then I was like, did she just stab it in the stab wound? But that wouldn't make sense either. Like, none of it makes sense. It's very, it's really weird. And, like, I thought that, like, by doing that, she'd be, like, um, like souped up, ready to go. Ready she, to go, like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, Ellen Ripley, like, putting on some bandages and being like gotta go gotta keep fighting the aliens and she's like no she just stabs herself and that's she doesn't really do much else because she gets her cut reopens or something like that yeah she thinks she can do it but it's like she had just been stabbed so this part was realistic no you can't yeah um and allison left her a giant butcher's knife or whatever kitchen knife Mm -hmm. to like defend herself when allison ran off to go kill michael myers (laughs) um and yeah, um, I will say like the whole the whole formation of the mob makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. everyone in town has dealt with this for forty plus years, and they're all fucking ticked off, and they're tired of it that Michael Myers is still ruining this town. Yeah, and I get it. The emotions make sense, all that type of stuff. It's just so poorly executed in the 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 whole grand scheme of things because it's just mm-hmm. like. The stupid fucking chant of evil dies tonight. And this whole stampede scene throughout the entire hospital is crazy. Because Karen is screaming, that's not him. Everyone calm the fuck down. And it's not doing anything, of course. It's just one person. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, while this is all going on, Karen is getting, like, ran over. And, like, need. And, like, taken out. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's really terrible. And, of course, Karen is, you know, she knows this isn't Michael. So she's trying to help the poor guy. Um, at one point, she finally gets up there and she she kind of, like, locks the door. So he's in his own kind of secluded door. So the mob, like, would get there, but then it's locked. But that obviously doesn't stop them. They have the baseball bat. And they have all their weapons. So they're trying to break through the door. The poor man, I don't know if he's a bad guy or not. You know, we, we don't yeah, know we anything don't know. about him. Yeah, he could be, you know, a killer at some point, and that's why he's in jail, or maybe not. We don't know. But we feel bad because he's not Michael Myers. <laughs> um, and the poor guy kind of knows what he has to do because they're coming in really quickly. And he jumps out of the hospital and and kills himself. It's yeah. really sad. And while really, this, really sad. While this is all going on... Um... Again, like we said, Karen is trying to tell people that's not Michael Myers. Um, yeah. And as he's about to jump and this whole big climax of the, 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 the mob plot is coming to a head, again, Karen turns around and is like, that's not him. And Tommy is like, yeah, that's not him? 
<laughs> like, what do we do? Um, but too late. <laughs> too late now. People are breaking into this this hallway, which like, mm-hmm. Karen, like, you tried your best. I get it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. Yeah, you had good intentions, but you locked him in a hallway that had two entrances to it. So, <laughs> good try. Um, and yeah, this this guy. Um, and again, we don't know how to say like poor guy or yeah. What, we, we don't know what he did in his lifetime. All we know mm-hmm. is that he escaped from the same place that Michael Myers was at. Um, and he jumps. He hits the ground. This is super fucking gory. It is. I, and it was really sad because, you know, it, it's tough because we're watching kills this entire movie. But this one, I didn't want to see. Yeah. yeah. His, like, brains are splattered all over the place. Um, and everyone comes downstairs to, like, see what happened. And now everyone fucking realizes that's not Michael Myers. And the sheriff who was, like, originally, like, uh, Bracket, who was also kind of, like, egging things on, was mm-hmm. like, this town has turned us into monsters, the monster we're trying to kill. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> like, all right, that's the direction this is going in. I get it. Like, Like, that's the end of this mob plot. No, the mob's like, oh, shit, wrong guy. Let's keep going. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know. So, yeah, that's not all. I just don't understand, like... I guess because they're not seeing it in a linear way that we are of like Michael kills this person, this person, this person, you got someone wrong and then you inadvertently killed someone else and then you're just going to keep going. It's like, no, maybe strategize a little bit, just like talk bit. about, just talk about what's going on. But of course not. And then one of the dumbest things ever, again, another really dumb scene that comes pretty quickly after the hospital one is that, Lonnie, um, Cameron, and Allison are like, we're going to go after Michael and go inside the house, which yeah, you know how it ends. Right. Um, yeah, so somehow Lonnie has deducted that Michael's whole mission was just mm-hmm. to go home. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned two characters. Yeah, uh, Big John and Little John, who happen to live in his house. Mm-hmm. They live there now. Um, and he goes there, he kills both of them. Um, again, both both these characters, these side characters, were awesome. Yeah, I um, really loved them. But they were only on the screen for like five, ten minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they end up at Michael's house because Lonnie has somehow figured it out, and Lonnie's like, "I'm going inside. You guys stay here." And both of them are like, Cameron's like, "No, Dad, I'm not going, letting you go alone." <laughs> And Allison's like, my dad was just killed. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to kill Michael Myers. And Lonnie's mm-hmm. like, please stay in the car. I got this. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't got this. And no, not at all. And again, it's like, I understand that they're like, I want to go in. And he's like, no, you can't. I want to protect you. But it's just like useless dialogue at this point because he goes in, they hear a gunshot and they're like, oh shit, let's go in. Right. Two seconds later. It's like, okay. It's it's stupid. Um yeah uh they go in there's you know both of them are kind of freaking out they don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. um they end up finding lonnie's body and also the bodies of of big john and little john Mm -hmm. um and then we get a little bit of a showdown uh michael v cameron and allison yeah i Um, like this part yeah I, i like this action scene a lot this felt like true michael myers to me yeah um, and this felt like what you're going to do if you're going to sensationalize him a bit more 
after being pissed off and almost killed in mm-hmm. the last movie. He goes to town just kicking uh, Cameron's ass. Which, like, yeah. again, you don't know to feel like, like, okay, cool, he cheated on her. Or did or did not. They had uh, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But now, like, you're supposed to like him again. Again, it's really... It's really weird. The emotions, like, you don't know who to like and who not to like in this movie. It's really, really yeah. weird. Um, which necessarily isn't a bad thing. They just didn't execute it in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he gets, like, uh, stabbed his or whatever. Head, like, in the staircase. Yeah, he bashes his head through the, 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 the railing of the staircase, just smacking his head over and over. And he's, like, like gross, like, I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now you nailed Michael Myers. Someone else wrote this part, I guess. I know. I know. And it was really sad, too, because then after he kind of, like... So Allison did put up a good fight, I would say. She put up a better fight than half of these other townspeople who are terrible people. Um, just because they think they can take on Michael Myers. But, you know, she's not going to kill him. So he throws her down the stairs, and then she's kind of like take me like don't like she doesn't want him to go back to Cameron and Michael is smart enough to understand this I guess but it makes sense and he goes back and then just brings his neck and it's like oh no yeah shot a living and now no yeah I like this a lot he's like wandering down the steps and like you don't know if he's gonna walk past Cameron's head that's sticking out over the over the the railing um, and then, yeah, it does a full 180 on his head. Like, fully, yeah. fully breaks that shit. That shit, super broken. Um, and, yeah, again, um, Allison being propped up as, you know, the final... It, it looks like Allison's supposed to be the one to take on Michael Myers here at the end. Because, yeah. you know, the, daughter, the granddaughter of Laurie Strode, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she puts up a good fight, but at the very last minute... Karen comes to save the day because mm-hmm. Lori, after the whole mop thing, told Tommy go out and get him. Um, which, mm-hmm. again, it 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 seems like it's a little weird because, like, obviously we know the dynamic was that she was his babysitter forty fucking years ago, or whatever. Yeah, and now she's like, "Go kill that son of a bitch." <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like it's a little corny, but like do something, Tommy. Right? Like, mm-hmm. be, be useful. Be Tommy Doyle. Because yeah. you're supposed to be this iconic character. And Karen shows up, stabs him in the back with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also more or less like kind of curb stomps him on the stairs. Yeah, I did not understand why she didn't just kill him then and there. She does this, you know, gets him on the ground. He, you know, has to recover for, for a minute or so. And then she takes off his mask, which I think is cool. It's just, a, you know, it's, it's cool. It's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? It's like his, part of his identity is taken. He's probably going to be even more mad. But it's like you could have just killed him right then and there. But instead, she's like, ooh, I got your mask. Come follow me so other people can kill you. Why? Why? You had him. Yeah. The Yeah. The I thought the stomp, like, I thought she, like, broke his neck or something like that. Yeah. Um. And it it was very graphic. Like he's just laying on this. He's laying face front on the stair, like with his like upper torso mm-hmm. on like three or four stairs, and then she just stomps on the back of his head. Yeah. And I was like, shit, like fucking hell. 
Um, but then obviously he's not dead. And there's a pitchfork. You could have just stabbed him in the head with the. There's too many moments in this movie where they could have had him. I know, I know. And I understand it's like for the story because there's more to happen. But honestly, what is going through your head if you're like, should I kill him now or should I like taunt him, lead him to other people who might kill him or maybe not? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do like how this is shot though. Um, again, it 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 sucks because we talked about how awesome the cinema cinematography was mm-hmm. words are tough after talking for an hour <laughs> about this movie um how awesome it was in the 2018 one yeah with not only the the one take that they do throughout the michael's original rampage in that movie but mm-hmm. also the scene with the light flickering back and forth in the backyard is super sick and i like how this is shot where she has the mask outside of the house and she's holding up to him and he's just standing there without a mask and it's mm-hmm. shot so you can't make out his face yeah no I, re- I like how that was done um but yeah um that happens and then he's like okay cool give me my mask back um and then she chases him and we get the classic uh song plays and i'm mm-hmm. like this is weird um but this is all supposed to be part of a haha gotcha um, which is silly because she did the same exact fucking thing in the last movie when she trapped him under underground. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she goes, gotcha. These car lights all illuminate and the mob has finally gotten its shit together. They figured it out and they've trapped Michael and now it's time to kill Michael. And this is also a weird fucking scene for me because... They just beat the shit out of him. And we know Michael Myers is a fucking embodiment of evil, awful person. But it's just really weird to see, like, everyone just ganging up on him and beating the shit out of him. There's no, like, it's not, like, cathartic, like, aha, we got him. We did it. No. It's just, it's it's really weird. It is really weird. And it's just, it's just a terrible scene because there's no reward to it. It's just, they tried, they failed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Tommy, should, uh, Tommy with the bat, he, he's here, he's ready to do it. Um, you know, they, they beat him up. Uh, Karen seems to put the final blow in him by mm-hmm. s- putting a knife in, in his back. And it's like, boom, that's it. Got him. When you had him 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes ago, Karen, but that's that. Uh, they start to talk about evil and the embodiment of evil and mm-hmm. whatever, and alluding to that supernatural element yeah. that David Gordon Green has said is not true in his movies, which is cool, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Karen has gone back to the Myers home to be with Allison. And as you fucking expected, he's not fucking dead. If he wasn't no. dead in a burning house, he's not dead after being beaten up by a bunch of townspeople. <laughs> And he gets shot a bunch too. He gets fucking lit up. Yeah, he gets stabbed, and that's when I—that's what I was talking about earlier. That I was like, I mean, go for it. But I feel like this is the most explicit way that we've seen him get killed, quote unquote, and then just come back. You know, other times it's like hit by a car, okay, like stabbed somewhere that like you could come back from, okay, maybe. But this was straight up like he had to have died. And then came back to life. Yeah. Um, he then goes through and he kills all of these townspeople. Yep. Um, you know, 
Tommy included. Throat slit, the neck's broken, shot, whatever. There's a bunch of different kills here. Um, mm-hmm. Really just amplifying his body count in this movie. Yeah. By a fuck ton unnecessarily. Um, and yeah, Tommy is like, okay, that's it. I'm taking you out. And no, of course not, Tommy. We all fucking mm-hmm. knew you weren't going to take him out. And Tommy Doyle just fucking bites the dust yeah. out of nowhere. And that bothered the hell out of me. Um, because they prop this character up throughout the entire movie. And he just gets absolutely fucking washed by mm-hmm. Michael in this fight. Um, and yeah. Uh, I don't know. This was really stupid. Mm-hmm. He goes home. Because, of course, he's not dead. And this is the stupidest part, excuse me, of the entire movie. Yeah. Because Karen is sitting outside the home with Allison. While this is going on, Michael's killing all the people in the mob. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs to look outside the window that Michael Myers looked out of the window of however many, year, whatever, years ago, whatever, with his sister and everything. And out of nowhere... Mike appears. Mike. Yeah, I'm, gonna, Mike. I'm gonna call hey, him Mike. Mike. Mike appears from behind her, and and apparently kills her. Yeah. And just slices her up with a knife out of nowhere at the end of the movie, after everything that Karen did in the first one and in this one, mm-hmm. she is wiped out right before the credits roll. And I thought this was so stupid. I did too. I really thought it, it was so unnecessary and. What is, like, I understand the town's obsession with Michael because all the trauma that they went through, obviously, and it's just, you know, serial killers, people are fascinated by that stuff. Like, Little and Big John, you know, they talked about how that was the house, and they seemed, you know, fascinated by it, you know. That's just a common a common thought, I guess. But what is the obsession with Michael staring out the window of his childhood home? Why was that so played up in this movie? And why did Karen go? It was like she was getting off on, like, looking at the window that he looked at after she, quote-unquote, killed him. Why? Why is everyone so obsessed with this? Yeah. And and why... How is Michael back at his house so quickly undetected? <laughs> I know. Where's Allison? Did he kill Allison, too, and they just didn't show it? No, that would be terrible. No, that'd be terrible. They're definitely propping. <laughs> they're definitely propping Allison up as to be the one to kill Michael yeah. in the end. Um, but yeah, um, there's like this illusion of, or this foreshadowing of Michael staring out the window now because mm-hmm. he was like, "That's my spot." <laughs> and he yep. just did it. Get out of my house. Like out of no- where did that even come from? This like imagery of him looking out the window is that a thing? In before f- this movie, I remember him outside the house in the first one. Yeah, in the clown costume. Um, but um, yeah, he's staring out the window after killing Karen unnecessarily, um, and Lori standing staring outside her hospital window, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, time for the final showdown, I guess. Which I don't even want it anymore. But, like, I yeah. do, because, like, I got to see how this movie ends. <laughs> um, but, yeah, after after everything they did in this entire movie, they shockingly kill Karen at the end. Um, and they just are left to deal with the trauma now of mm-hmm. Lori's daughter and Allison's mother randomly dying unnecessarily um, to lead us into Halloween ends. And, God, do I want this end to end now. I really want this to end. I This movie did not kill it. This movie killed the franchise 
for me. God, it's really terrible. It's terrible because now think about Allison going into the third movie. Her mom, her dad, and her boyfriend are all dead. And for what? Yeah. For what reason? For what reason? All the tra- all the trauma that she had to go through um, to now. Like, I can't imagine after everything she went through, Lori's going to be the one to kill Michael. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And if they're going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis in the third one, God. I don't know. Delete the movie forever. Yeah. It's just, we've already seen Lori die. <laughs> In, in this We've franchise. seen everything happen already. <laughs> right. Uh, and again, different timeline. But um, yeah, that's how the movie ends. Um, there's one way I think this movie could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. And I'll outline it to you right now, right? There's some really cool theories in this movie or uh, concepts. The concept of. Sorry, my dog is, wants attention. Um. The the concept of the mob and the concept of the town having enough and being like, that's it. We're going to take the fight to Michael Myers. Yeah. I like that a lot. And the concept of them chasing somebody who's not Michael is also cool. Yeah. What they should have done in this movie is kept Michael's real life, like the fact that he didn't die in the house... Mm-hmm. They should have kept that a secret to all of our main characters. And what they should have done is led along with Marcus and Vanessa convincing people in the bar that Michael was alive. And you can have Michael go along secretly throughout this movie, actually killing people and having nobody know that Michael is still actually alive because they all think that this fake Michael is Michael. And the movie ends in a climax with Doug, I'm explaining the movie. What are you doing? I'm making the move out of here. Come on, dog. Um, sorry, Clifford. Clifford wants attention. Um, <laughs> cut it out. Um, but so yeah, they go throughout this entire movie chasing the, yeah. fake, the fake Michael, while actual Michael is going along and killing people, but they don't know, right? So the movie ends. I will let you out in a second. <laughs> um, the movie ends with the fake Michael again dying, whether they yeah. do this whole suicide thing or not. Um, and they reveal that the actual Michael was alive this entire time. Yeah. That would have been much better. But they didn't do that. That's, I got to go let my dog out. All right, we're back. Sorry. The dog had to go outside. Um, I apologize to my dog. Um, but yeah, that's how you do this movie better. Keep Michael's actual fact that he's still alive a secret and let people believe that this fake Michael they're chasing is the real Michael. And mm-hmm. it's this whole big reveal at the end that Michael's not is is actually alive, and it's not this fake Michael. I thought that would have been a much cooler theory to have. Not have Michael evolve into John Wick and just go, <laughs> go, to, go to town on the townspeople. It was really weird. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like that would have been way better. I, yeah, this one, I really, the reason I don't like this movie is that they have way too many characters at one time. The dialogue is terrible, and there's no real plot. At all. And I know for horror movies, it's easy to have that thought of like, there wasn't really a plot because it's kind of just like people try to survive and then they die and that's kind of it. But no, this one really had no plot at all. And they did Lori dirty. She had the worst lines. She was barely in it. I know she was stabbed, but come on, you could have given us something better. Yeah, she's sidelined for this movie uh, big time. And it makes sense because it's like the middle one in the trilogy, right? Like you don't want so much of Lori. 
Yeah. Or you don't want to kill her off in this one and then have the third one be sans Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Or you have her come back in some like Obi-Wan Kenobi type of way as like a force ghost or something. The <laughs> force ghost, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also like for the people that, again, say that you don't need a plot, the 2018 one had a great plot. Mm-hmm. In our opinion, some people have been people actually didn't like that movie, which I was surprised yeah. by. Um, and also, like, oh, there have been a ton of horror movies that have come out in the past decade that are scary, good kills, that type of stuff, and they have a good mm-hmm. plot as well. And I just watched Midnight Mass, which had one of the best <laughs> plots that I've seen in a super long time. Like, I loved that show. And we're going to talk all about it. I'm so excited to review that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this this one missed the mark. Uh, big time, in my opinion. The kills kind of were just silly, sometimes unnecessarily gory for the sake of just trying to be sensational or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed this movie sucked. I'm really disappointed, too. I think you disliked it more than me. I was trying to be positive while I was watching it. Yeah. But that it really did dwindle as the movie went on. Um, and I do think, like, the common complaint of it being too gory, I think that's the least of this movie's problems <laughs> Because the dialogue, the characters, and I was just so sad with Tommy and Lindsay they made them shit characters and to have, you know, the original actors, Anthony Michael Hall and Kyle Richards come back. That's awesome. And it was a waste. Yeah. Did it, wait, Anthony Michael Hall played the original Tommy. Tom? I think so. Is that true? The Kyle Richards was the original. They might have had some Maybe. come back that were the original ones. I know Kyle Richards was. Yeah, I think, I don't think Anthony Michael Hall was the original Tommy, mm. but Kyle Richards is the original one. So they, that was also mm. weird. They had a, they had like Nancy Stevens, who played Marion Chambers, uh, who's the, you know, was the assistant of Dr. Loomis. She's also mm-hmm. back. She's, yeah. She reprises her role. So she they, was, yeah. That's really weird. They had some actors come back and some actors not come back. And they grabbed yeah. someone like Anthony Michael Hall, who's awesome. To play, who's in, just a big name, yeah, and just to play Tommy Doyle, who just is, again, terribly written in this movie. Um, yeah, it looks like the original Tommy Doyle was Brian Andrews, who right? Doesn't look like he's in anything. And Paul Rudd. Yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> they should have just brought back Paul Rudd. I know, right? Um, <laughs> what a what a what a disappointment! This uh, this this killed my vibe. Uh, for the Halloween season. It sucks. Thank God Midnight Mass was a thing. And now I feel I was too critical on Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. The thing is about this, it's like, I don't like how they did the nostalgia. They played it way too hard. But I just love Michael Myers. I love the music. I love some of these cast members. So I had some padding going into this of like, I can't rate it too, too badly. Yeah. It still gave me the Halloween vibes that I love, but just not in a good way. Yeah. The, the score was awesome. John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter and, and Daniel Davies, uh, who did the music nailed it. Obviously, you know, it's the most, one of the most iconic, mm-hmm. not only horror movie themes, but any movie theme. 
mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in history. So I really like the score. Some moments and some concepts were really cool, and I get some of the, the allegories they were going for. It was just executed really poorly and randomly in this story that they were trying to continue. Um, and yeah, it feels too much like the second movie um, when it's technically the third movie. Right. Yeah, I agree. It really brought nothing new. It didn't really enhance the plot, except all these people are dead now. So what's next? I don't yeah. Know. And it's also, I think, a, t- a terrible mid... Like, maybe it'll make more sense with a third movie and mm-hmm. like to bookend it, and you can watch all three in one sitting or whatever like that. But it's it's a super interesting idea to do this in the middle of the, the trilogy you're building because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some shit to clean up in the third one. Yeah. And I, I just don't know. Like, there's nothing really except... Um, sorry, what is her name? The Allison? <laughs> Allison, yeah. I was thinking Andy, like her real name. I'm like, it's not Andy. That's the actress's name. Except Allison and Michael. But it's like, what other stakes are there? Right. It's like the final showdown and, mm-hmm. and Allison avenging her mother and father now. Mm-hmm. Um, which... It's strange. Like, I we we know that this trio of writers and David Gordon Green can direct a good movie because the yeah. last one was really good. We'd like that one a lot, and you have a great cast of characters and very talented people who can, you know, get things across. Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak, like as our main trio. And yeah. You've got Anthony Michael Hall, Kyle Richards, all these people returning from the original movie, and. That most of them are reduced to being part of this crazy town mob, um, chasing a poor. Oh, again, we don't know if he's a poor man or if he's just a crazy guy who killed a bunch of people. We don't know. I know. Yeah, they tried to do way too much for this movie, and, and, and like, if he is, if he is a, like uh, just this helpless victim, it's really sad. But if he's not a helpless victim and he was like some kind of crazy serial killer who also, I don't know, like kidnapped women and did terrible things to them, who the fuck knows? It's like, okay, cool. Like, he's dead. He did a bunch of bad things. But, like, are we supposed we'll to feel bad? We'll never find out. Like, yeah, we, we have no fucking clue. Um, out of ten. Number. A six. Whoa. Above average. Okay. I'm telling you, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was terrible. But, like, I think the first one... I don't know. I would say the first one, the 2018 one, I'm sorry would probably be an eight or a nine. So this is like a drastic yeah. downgrade. I, w- I would give the first one an eight as well. Mm-hmm. And I would give the original one a, probably a nine or a 10. Yeah. Um, so you're giving it a six. I think so. Okay. It's a final answer. <laughs> is that your final answer? It was a lifeline. Um, I guess uh, five or six. I guess if we're I saying like, yeah, five is average, then it's average. I'm not saying it's below average. Don't let me influence your grade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought you were going to give it a, a really bad rating. Don't don't let me influence your rating. Six or five? What are you going I with? don't know. Well, can I give you my... I'll let you know my rating and then yeah. you can give your final answer. I'm going with a three. Damn. See, when I think about, like, I think a seven to me is average only because if it's under seven, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, if it's if I see it's a 70%, I'm like, okay, it might be good. If it's under 70, I'm like, it's not worth my time. 
that's fair. So that's why I'm thinking like a six. Okay, I understand your your grading scale. That makes sense. Okay, so <laughs> if I see a five, I'm not saying like I don't know why, but I'm not thinking, oh, that movie's average. I'm thinking like that movie is terrible. Let Let's use a one out of five. Let's use a, like the traditional five star scale, right? Okay. So I'm assuming anything above three, you'll watch again. Yeah. Okay. So then now, I'll do it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would give it a two as well on a five star okay. scale, yeah, or maybe even a one and a half, like. I'm I'm upset, and for everyone who needs to know and why you need to watch our midnight mass review, I'm giving that shit a ten. I'll tell you right now, that shit was a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, and this is not. This is a this is a one point five. Yeah, um, I will say I won't watch this again unless it's like on TV and I'm really desperate for background noise. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Really disappointing. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this to end now. Just give me the just give me the third movie already. I just want to see it. Just get it out of the way. I know one more year. Um, and yeah, so there's an alternate ending coming as well. Um, who knows what that'll do? If it'll have Allison discovering Karen's body or something, or mm-hmm. maybe Karen's not fully dead or whatever. But who knows? I'm uh, I'm sad. I'm real sad. Yeah, I'm really sad. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. Really sad. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to our review of Hollywood Kills. Let us know what you would give it. This movie's not getting good reviews. No. Um, and it's interesting, though, um, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 40% for critic score and a 71 for audience. So maybe casual moviegoers enjoyed it. Maybe. I'd like to talk. Like they were just like, yeah, I want to see Michael Myers kill a bunch of people. Well, he yeah. does that, and like to those who say you don't need a plot, you do because not only the fact, like like I said, horror movies have come out over the past decade that have good plots, right? Mm-hmm. It's not hard to do good plots and have good writing, but it's also the second film in a rebirth trilogy that's reestablishing the timeline. Yeah. Of the original movie. You can't just say yeah. fuck the plot and as an audience be like, yeah, I didn't really care. I mean, like, you can. Like, I'm not telling you how to think <laughs> about movies, but I'm just saying, like, you need a plot. Like, you need a cohesive plot. You need a coherent plot. Yeah. You can't just be like, Michael Myers, go to town, kill a bunch of people. You can, but you also need something else. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, oh, what was I going to say? Like, if it's don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, don't change the way he kills and then don't try to put a bunch of flashbacks and rewrite what we know didn't happen. Just follow a good plot. There you go. There you go. Thank you guys. Obviously double feature this week. So let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, you know, have a podcast, give us all the reviews, stuff like that. And then Natalie, so excited for Thursday mm-hmm. because I think we'll probably break up our midnight mass review into two parts. Um, mm-hmm. We'll do episodes one through four, I think, um, or maybe one through three. Something like that, yeah. Four through seven. Um, I cannot wait to talk about the show. Um, and now I'm fully on board with the Natalie critic uh, acclaim because whenever Natalie likes something, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. And like when Natalie really likes something, it's got to <laughs> be really good. Um, like you just heard how she graded, you know, this movie. When she said Midnight Mass was really, really good, I was like, okay, this has got to be really, really good. Yeah. And I'm blown away by Mike Flanagan. 
um, by everyone involved in this project. It was amazing. We're super excited to talk with one of the cast members next uh, on Thursday. So mm-hmm. hopefully you you tune in for that. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this show <laughs> with you. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's definitely the show is definitely a, a pleasant surprise that we didn't see coming. And then whereas Michael Myers Halloween Kills, we're so excited for it, and it was a major disappointment. So very, you know, two different reactions. We're we're, but... vi- we're victims of that. We're, we did this yes. to ourselves. We we oh, yeah. we hyped it up too much. You and I, we were like, it's gonna be great. It's gotta be great. Like it's gonna be good, right? 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 right. And then it just walked out, and it's just not good. But yeah, yeah, victims of our own hype. It is what it is. So, yeah, next episode we'll definitely have a better review for you, a more excited one. We'll be happy. I know we were excited to talk about Halloween Kills and everything wrong with it, but we'll be more positive and give a glowing review, which we never do, um, later on this week. So make sure that you tune in, and we'll see you next time. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.